Today's podcast is brought to you by Howie's new book, Paperboy. To order today, go to HowieCarshow.com and click on store. Better strap yourself in. It's time for the Howie Car Show. So this is really an attack on academic freedom. It's an attack on uh, people who are pluralists and believe that you should bring people from all over the world together. Your Honor, you take away our right to steal ideas. Where are they going to come from? Uh You know, to essentially unseat gay and other presidents as well live from the matthews brothers studios border patrol in the month of december processed more migrants entering the united states illegally than any month in the history of that agency why is that happening what how do you explain it and don't say the economy or tim allen or climate change we have the effects of climate change We have breaking news. The House Homeland Security Committee will formally begin impeachment proceedings against DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas. It's about time. It is about time. It's about time. Rump swabs, hacks, and moon bats beware. It's... Howie Carr. Welcome to the Howie Carr Show, 844-500-4242. Howie is back on Monday. I'm Taylor Cormier, Howie's executive producer, filling in until then, and happy to be here on this uh, momentous week as we await the release of the so-called Epstein client list. Now, it it could have been released yesterday. Apparently, there was some confusion over when it was going to be released, whether or not it could be released. Uh, A judge had in the case had said that, uh, you know, the people named or anybody involved in the case had until such and such deadline in order to file um, basically an appeal or kind of a just a suspension on their name being released. And there were a few... John Doe's apparently that did file appeals uh, December 18th. I believe there was an appeal filed by uh, John Doe number 107. And they asked for a 30 day extension. So Doe 107 will have that extension until January 22nd. And they have until that date to support to prove that they have, as they stated, evidence that that proves they face risk of physical harm, this is a female, by the way, in their country and residence, and providing detail concerning the hate mail that she has received. (laughs) We we receive hate mail here at the Howie Car Radio Network all the time. We're not given 30-day extensions on anything. We don't delay the hate mail segments by 30 days because one of the employees uh, has a certain deadline to file it for an extension. But uh, this this is a kangaroo court here, apparently, at the Howie Car Radio Network. We'll have to see about getting an actual judge to stay our cases. But the judge in this case, Loretta Preska of the uh, district court in New York, has filed today that the names related to Jeffrey Epstein, the so-called client list, will 
somewhat be released today. So I am refreshing like a madman. I have the, uh, the docket pulled up here in front of me right now, and I'm watching for this filing to come down. And as soon as it comes down, we'll, uh, we'll get into it. Uh, now, a lot of people are asking, what, what, is, what is this list? I think the short answer is we, we don't really know exactly. It's definitely people that were in Jeffrey Epstein's circle, his orbit to some degree, and I'm sure to varying degrees, but we don't really know. Uh, we may find out more in this, this filing. We'll have to wait and see. But it has been called the so-called client list. Now, the Associated Press has been very quick to point out today, along with other people, uh, such as Alan Dershowitz, that this is not exactly a client list. It is a list of known associates, people that Jeffrey Epstein was known to associate with. And many people, such as Alan Dershowitz, say, you know, a lot of people associated with him. And a lot of people that did associate with him did not know what he was doing. The, uh, Alan Dershowitz said that he kept, uh, Jeffrey Epstein kept his uh, sex crimes very secret, kept his pedophilia ring extremely secret. He didn't know about it, so he claims. And he says he imagines that's the case of many other of these names that may or may not be on the list that is slated to be released, at least in part, Today, I would imagine sometime before 5 o'clock, uh, possibly even before 4 o'clock. So maybe this hour we'll find out more. Uh, I will make a prediction and say that Donald John Trump will appear on this list. Uh, I could be wrong. That's I, I'm just saying there are plenty of videos and photographs showing Donald Trump with Jeffrey Epstein at different parties. Epstein was a member at Mar-a-Lago until Trump kicked him out when he heard what he was doing to, uh, you know, speaking with some of the younger employees at Mar-a-Lago, heard that he was a creep. He revoked his membership and kicked him out, banned him from Mar-a-Lago for infinity. Uh, but John, uh, Donald Trump did use Jeffrey Epstein's plane. So did a lot of other people. That doesn't make anybody a criminal, and I'm not going to defend that action. But I will just say the facts have been laid out uh, that the flight logs show Donald Trump did use Jeffrey Epstein's plane a number of times while Trump's plane, his own plane, Trump Force One, before it was dubbed Trump Force One, was in for repairs or he was switching planes, whatever the case may have been. But that is that is his story. He's sticking to it. Uh, Bill Clinton is on the flight logs for uh, many, many flights. There is... <laughs> I'm just reading some of these texts. Uh, we, there's a lot that we don't know right now. So it is very possible that we'll find out more today as to what this list actually entails, what these names actually mean. But again, we do not know. So there are two John Doe's or Jane Doe, uh, John Doe and Jane Doe uh, that have filed for their extensions, uh, Doe's 107 and 110. So they will have their names. And there may be one more. I, I heard three names, uh, but it may just be these two, as is laid out in the docket filing earlier today, uh, just, just about an hour ago. 
uh, that these names will be kept off the list for the time being. They will be kept uh, sealed for the time being. 844-500-4242. We will uh, definitely follow that. In the meantime, we are still hearing a lot of apologists for Claudine Gay, the now uh, disgraced former president of Harvard University, who has stepped down from her presidency, but is retaining her $900,000 a year position as a professor, which is not a bad gig. I'm sure that made Elizabeth Warren very jealous. It's rumored that uh, the fake Indian is now uh, searching her ancestry to find out if she is actually also, uh, in addition to being Native American, also African-American, and maybe she'll be the next applicant and president of Harvard University. That's that's just conjecture right now. No reports have, have come out. We'll we'll wait and see if she's going to be found to be 1,000, one 1,032nd African-American in addition to her rich Native American ancestry that has been proven with DNA tests. But we'll wait and see on that. But there are a lot of people, again, continuing to come out of the woodwork uh, on behalf of Claudine Gay saying this is... Uh, a, continues to be weaponization. We saw that from the New York Times yesterday, weaponization uh, from far-right extremists, activists, uh, journalists with uh, agendas. But we, we see even more of that today. The Associated Press, who we just talked about, they are also coming out saying that there is a new weapon against colleges, a new conservative weapon against colleges and that is plagiarism. Heaven forbid we hold people to a certain standard. Heaven forbid that we hold people to the ethics that their offices call for and the uh, the qualifications that they are reputed to have but forged uh, in, because they plagiarized their own works. They weren't bright enough. They weren't smart enough to come up with their own ideas and whistleblowers have come forward against Claudine Gay saying that there are at least 50 instances, uh, in addition to all of the other claims of plagiarism, of even more plagiarism in her works. Um, Global Times News had a headline today saying Harvard President Claudine Gay resigned too. The U.S.'s political circle and capital forces are, quote unquote, hunting down these presidents to deter the entire American intellectual community. How how can they say this? We just want people to be upheld to a certain standard of higher learning. We want to prevent our colleges and universities from falling prey even more so than they already have to this, this wokeism, this diversity, equity, and inclusion, which I think has been proven with the takedown of people like Claudine Gay and Liz McGill of UPenn. It has been proven that DEI doesn't work, and especially in this case with Claudine Gay, because this person, Claudine Gay, was not elevated because of her uh, intellectual understanding, because of her qualification. She was not elevated because of her knowledge, because of her research, because that was all fraudulent to a certain point. It was plagiarized many, many times over. She was elevated to that status because of her race and ethnicity. And that's the only reason. Otherwise, everybody that's apologizing and, and, and uh, saying that, that uh, you know, she deserves to hold on to that presidency and being apologists for 
uh, Claudine Gay, I meant to say. Otherwise, they would just cut ties with her, cut her loose, because there would be nothing else bonding them. There would be nothing else keeping them intact. 844-500-4242. It's, we'll get into this. We'll play the sound cuts from Mara Gay. As far as I know, no relation to Claudine Gay. But uh, she had a lot to say on MSNBC this morning with Mika Brzezinski, uh, Mara Gay of the New York Times, who uh, I believe she was the one who famously did the uh, the wrong math on... Uh, <laughs> it was uh, on, on the uh, former mayor of New York's budget for his campaign. Uh, Bloomberg, right? Michael Bloomberg. Saying that, well, if he had donated all of his campaign expenditures, everybody in America would have, what, a million dollars? Way, way off. Very, very funny stuff. But uh, now we're listening to her takes on Claudine Gay and being an apologist for her as well. 844-500-4242. We'll be right back. I'm Taylor Cormier. This is The Howie Car Show. Got a great cop story? Email it to policeblotter at howiecarshow.com and listen to Police Blotter Facts Friday every Friday at 530. Your story could win you a great prize from The Howie Car Show store. He's Howie Carr, and he's back. All right, I just checked. No updates yes, yet on the uh, Epstein associate list. 603. Taylor, how was that New Bedford drone show? <laughs> it was horrible. It was terrible. It was boring. I didn't attend. I saw videos of it online and even read the comments, and it was just the worst supplement to a a fireworks display that you traditionally see on New Year's Eve. Awful decision. But hey, that's the city of New Bedford for you. They can't do anything right. 844-500-4242. Today's poll question is brought to you by Perfect Smiles. Don't be fooled by imposters with similar names. If you're unhappy with your smile, you need to visit Dr. Bruce Houghton in Nashua. Call 1-844-A-PERFECT-SMILE or visit perfectsmiles.com. Jared, what is today's poll question? What are the results thus far? Today's poll question, which you can vote in at HowieCarshow.com is, would you find it troublesome if Donald Trump's name is on the Epstein associate list? Yes, no, or not sure? I'm going to say not sure. I lean towards no, but we still don't know exactly what this list is supposed to be, whether or not these associates are going to be tied to anything specifically. So I'm going to say not sure. Only 11% say not sure. 59% say no, they would not find it troublesome. 30% say yes, they would. Wow, that's very surprising. That's that's a big big chunk of the uh, the listenership saying that they would be a little bit troubled if uh, Trump's name appeared on the list. We'll find out today, so they tell us. 844-500-4242. Uh, Dave, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, Dave. Yeah, don't hold your breath. I just read on Gab on a bunch of posts that the list is not coming out till the 22nd of January because DOE number 127 is in fear of her life, and they're not going to release the list today. 127 or 107? 107, that's what it is. Yeah, so the judge actually uh, issued today that uh, those names, 107 and 110, they both filed... 
uh, late last year for an extension of 30 days. So those names will be sealed until uh, January 22nd. However, the judge said today that uh, the court will render its determination on the documents relating to Doe's 107 and 110 in due course. Um, the parties have informed the court that they will begin filing the unsealed records outlined in this court's December 18th order later today. So we, from the judge herself, uh, she says that uh, we will see some records being released today, David. And the judge is still alive? <laughs> as far as far as we know. Thank you very much for the call. 844-500-4242. So, uh, Claudine Gay, I mean, this is, this is kind of one of the last stands for DEI because she was such the... Uh, the poster child for DEI, without people saying that it was DEI, but she was being praised as, you know, the the first black woman to be a Harvard president, uh, the second woman ever to be a Harvard president. And this was historic and uh, so momentous and a monumental occasion and uh, all of these things. Uh, it just didn't hold up because she didn't have the qualifications to be Harvard president. She was uh, laden by scandal ever since she completely whiffed remarks on anti-Semitism, had perfect opportunities to refute anti-Semitic statements made on the Harvard campus to warn students on campus that if you're ever caught spewing anti-Semitic filth on the campus of Harvard university, or you're found to be spewing it, on your even social media pages where you're listed as a Harvard student or, or you can be identified as a Harvard student, uh, that's that's grounds for dismissal. They, they, they could have said they don't stand for any hatred of any kind and would have saved so much hassle, but she couldn't do that. And so people said, all right, that's not enough. She's not getting fired. We'll dig. We'll find the dirt on Claudine Gay. And they did. They found so many instances of plagiarism that she finally had enough, and that's what pushed her over the top. (laughs) By the way, Associated Press today in their story, Harvard President's resignation highlights new conservative weapon against colleges, plagiarism. They said Christopher Rufo wrote he scalped as if gay was a trophy of violence. They had to go back and rewrite that. (laughs) A ghost edit. I'll explain coming back. This is the Howie Carr Show. From the Matthews Brothers Studios. So the Associated Press, they put out this horrible story about the the new conservative weapon that we've found. Us right-wing extremists. Plagiarism. Heaven heaven forbid we use somebody's own actions to hold them accountable. uh, Because they're supposed to be in this office of higher learning and... and, uh, they're in this upper stratosphere of, of morals and ethics and codes. Christopher, this is the AP. Christopher Rufo, a conservative activist who helped orchestrate the effort, celebrated her departure as a win in his campaign against elite institutions of higher education. On X, formerly Twitter, he wrote, Scalped, 
as if gay was a trophy of violence, invoking a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans. Grace, you remember Highlights Magazine when you were a kid? Yes. The uh, Spot the Difference pictures. Mm -hmm. Can you spot the difference here? That was picture one. Here's picture two. On X, formerly Twitter, he wrote, Scalped as if gay was a trophy of violence, invoking a gruesome practice taken up by white colonists who sought to eradicate Native Americans and also used by some tribes against their enemies. Did you see the difference? Hear the difference there? Yes. Yeah? Can you point it out for me? Well, they, they kind of undid their whole accusation there with yeah, the second part. Yeah, they, I'm sorry, I was distracted. They, I thought you were going to go into full Trump voice. No, you, you, no. Were, you were getting close, I think. No. If you had the arms moving towards the end, I would have thought it was Trump. No, they, they wanted it so bad to make this look like white nationalism, white supremacy, that this was a racist attack against Claudine Gay, that they had to rope another kind of racism into this using white colonists and this practice of scalping, which was largely used by Native American tribes against other Native American tribes, but they conveniently forgot that fact in the first run of this story, and then they had to go back and ghost edit to include the fact that Native Americans also used that practice. Yeah, and I think there's another layer here of, um, I don't know if it's hypocrisy or what, but this term scalping, and I, I don't use it, I'm not super familiar with it, but I guess according to a lot of people on social media, this is something that journalists do. Like, this is something they that's... They scalp? No, no, this is a, a, a phrase, oh. a term that journalists use yeah, pretty they often. Won. Yeah, they won. And so to, to look Their at... Their work mattered is what that meant. Yeah, and, and to use it against Chris Rufo, who they clearly hate because he's done a lot of great journalism, um, it's... It's the only time that they've had a problem with this is now. Another, another great Seinfeld reference, scalping. That was on the uh, the episode, the Native American, the cigar store Indian. Mm-hmm. You are a fake Seinfeld fan, aren't you? No, no, I remember that episode. Okay, all right. It's time for Grace's News. Yes, indeed. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the border because Alejandro Mayorkas was on MSNBC. That's where a lot of the stupidity came from today. And that's kind of a standing headline. He was talking about the border crisis and he actually said that the reason we are dealing with these unprecedented numbers at the border is because of climate change. Wait a second. I thought Kamala Harris already discovered this fact like a year and a half ago. Yeah, she's in charge of getting to the root causes. The part of it that drives me crazy, though, is like there's really no way. Well, there there is a way of refuting this, and that would be that when you look at the reasons given by people crossing the border, they very rarely say climate change. They say a host of other right. issues. So you would think that would be enough. <laughs> the, the- to kind of squash this fake news narrative. But the other part of it, too, is that even if you didn't have that, it's really hard to disprove that people are coming because of climate change because essentially you're you're saying the weather. Like, okay, people are moving because of the weather. And you could say that about a lot of people. You could say that about people leaving Massachusetts and going to Florida. They're good. They're moving because of climate change. Like it's not a hard thing to, to throw in. They want in. a change in climate. 
Yeah. Right. Or like, oh yeah, the the climate's been tough there. The weather's been tough this year, and it's affecting this industry, and therefore this industry's not hiring as many people. If you want to bend that pretzel, you can. And so for him to use that as his out as to why this has been such a colossal failure, as opposed to the fact that they're not enforcing the law, to me is just really banking on the fact that everyone in this country is either a not paying attention or b really really dumb well remember a few years ago when we had the the budget talks what was included in biden's budget and there was like studies on gay fish in iran or something like that we now need to include in, in the next round of budget talks why climate change is so sexist because apparently climate change is sexist we have uh, more than like 90% males coming up across the southern border because of climate change. It's not affecting women and strangely enough children. So climate change is sexist and ageist, Grace. Us women, we just handle, we handle the weather better. Oh, okay. We, we, we know how to handle yeah, very, it better. Very well documented by your frequent changing of the uh, thermostat in the, uh, we can, in the green room. We can weather the storm, mm-hmm. us ladies. We are women. Hear us roar. Sure. Yeah, so this is the latest excuse from Mallorca's. I I don't think it's going to hold up, but they're going to try. Um, Another thing now, when I saw this story originally, Taylor, I wasn't going to report on it, but then uh, there's a different part of it that I find kind of amusing. So Democrat Senator Bob Menendez is accused of accepting bribes to benefit Qatar in superseding federal indictment. Gold bar Bob. So we already knew about Egypt and John Fetterman, the senator from Pennsylvania, had pointed out like, hey, George Santos got booted, but Menendez was basically a senator for Egypt and he doesn't seem to be getting the same kind of scrutiny from Mm -hmm. the media. Well, now this is another layer to this where he's accused of benefiting Qatar in this federal indictment. Now, the reason I bring this up is not to get into it because the actual details are very similar to the case with Egypt. Like there's not the gold bars, car payments, you know, it's a lot of the same. Interesting, but we've already gone through it. The reason I bring this up now is because his daughter is on MSNBC. Right. And she's been on there for a little while now, right? Like her first day on the air was the day that he was found to be involved in this giant scheme. Yeah. And to be fair, I'm sure there's no nepotism involved here. I'm sure there was a nationwide search and she's very qualified Mm -hmm. for this. But I want to read you this from the New York Post. It says, MSNBC anchor Alicia Menendez found herself in an awkward position on Tuesday, breaking the news of her embattled father's latest legal trouble. Alicia Menendez was filling in for Nicole Wallace as host of Deadline White House when the Department of Justice slapped the senator with a superseding indictment. This is what she said. We have to take a quick break and we'll be back with some breaking news right after this. After the commercials ended, she was no longer on camera and MSNBC host Ari Melber greeted viewers with the latest allegations against the senator. It's embarrassing, but that was the right move by her to recuse herself from reporting on that because there is a conflict of interest. Yeah, it would have been something if she was like, and oh, now, sure. just in. Do you refer to him as Senator Menendez or dad? If well, you I'm sure she would have said Senator Menendez. Yeah. But you're right. It was the right move. But this just gives you a little bit of insight into, you know, the hiring process, like who's there. It's all 
It's all who you know. It's all who you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Grace's News is brought to you by Toyota of Portsmouth. Keep your Toyota a Toyota and schedule your next service appointment online at toyotaofportsmouth.com. Get more value with factory trained technicians and genuine Toyota parts. Another big story today. This is from Breitbart. The federal government's gross national debt has surpassed $34 trillion, a record high that foreshadows the, the coming political and economic challenges to improve America's balance sheet in the coming years. I throw this out there, Taylor, because I don't know if you feel the same way I do, but every time I see a story about the national debt, and it's bad, but you just kind of become numb to it. It's right. Like, I mean, what are we even talking about? like we're just making up numbers. $34 trillion. It's so much There's money. not $34 trillion of anything. And, and nobody seems that worried about it because they all keep spending money. Mm-hmm. Our money. Let's, however, get, um, I think, what amounts to be a very keen and astute explanation of why the national debt has crossed this threshold from Corinne Jean-Pierre, uh, Joe Biden's spokesperson. Cut 16, please, Jared. Any reaction to the new data out of Treasury that the national debt has hit a record $34 trillion? So, yeah, um, if you look at uh, if you look at that data, uh, it's a trickle. There's a trickle down debt. If you think about it, uh, Republican tax cuts are responsible for about 90 percent of it, uh, of the increase in the debt as a share of the economy over the last two decades, uh, excluding emergency spending. And so, as we know, you've heard me say this. You've heard the president speak to this of what he has done to certainly lower, uh, lower the debt. He signed a legislation to lower uh, the deficit by one trillion dollars. Right. When you think about the Inf- in- Inflation Reduction Act, that's going to lower prescription uh, drug costs and cracking down on the wealth uh, on the wealth tax. Uh, cheats that we've seen, and then his agenda would cut the deficit another $2.5 trillion by making the wealthy pay their fair share. So that is what the president has done, what we've seen on the other side. So basically, he can't, he can't, he, though he brags about doing ah. everything about the national debt or deficit, as he sometimes calls it, and, and boasts that he's sometimes cut it in half, but mostly cut, cut it by a trillion dollars. It's vastly out of his purview because Republicans are the problem. It's yeah. trickle-down debt. He inherited this. Yeah. It trickled down. Yeah, and they're still piling onto it. Though he's, he's, uh, he, he's in the boat and he's, he's taking the bucket and pouring the water out, the Republicans are still boring holes in the, in the boat, according to Joe Biden. So there's really not much he can do. I just I have to wonder if those reporters start to feel like secondhand embarrassment. Or, you know what, not even secondhand, firsthand embarrassment, because they're all being lied to so blatantly, and they just sit there and they take it every single day. Like, everything she just said could be debunked by these people, but they won't do it. See, the thing is, you've got to let them lose, you've got to let people like KJP lose their cool before you lose your cool as a reporter. Yeah, I wouldn't And it takes a lot, no, I wouldn't either. I, I haven't been. It takes a lot of patience and just you got to let your eyes glaze over in some of those instances and just let them talk. I do think, Taylor, and you would probably understand what I mean here because you've questioned people before, but sometimes I think they have to find ways to get her almost in the rhythm of answering questions, short questions that she could answer easily and make her almost feel comfortable. Like, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. And then kind of 
not trick her but like get a question that she can't get out of they give her these questions that are like what do you think about open-ended where she can go on and on and on and go through this list of lies that are not based in reality and you can't really interrupt her at that point because she's gonna say let me finish my answer but you have to well the thing is do that they set you up where you're answering you're answering you're answering and then they lay the punch down it's like these questions they just they, they just give her too much room once you start getting too specific with her and a red flag is raised in her mind, she'll say the line, I'm going to have to refer you to such and such on that. Yeah, this department or yeah. that department. And it doesn't matter if they've already commented that they that you've got to seek out her for a, a comment or the president's office for a comment. She'll still refer you back to DHS or the secretary of the treasury, whomever. Also, what are these prescription drugs that she's talking about? I think insulin. No, but I was told that it was prescription jugs. Oh, <laughs> So I'm just confused. Prescription jugs. National debt, national deficit, prescription drugs, prescription jugs. It's all the same. Yeah. Okay, Taylor Cormier, that is it for me. Oh, that's it. We don't have any more news. Not not at the moment. Actually, okay. if you want, we can talk about uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Aaron Rodgers, but I feel like you're that's probably going to take up. Well, yeah, yeah we'll get, get to, to that, that later in the show. There's, there's a lot of sound around that, and it's a fun story. But thank you, though. I appreciate it. We will be back in just a few moments, but first, we love all the Eden Pure heaters, and the staff at Newsmax do too, so much so that they uh, come to borrow Howie's plethora, his stash of Eden Pure heaters that he keeps at his office at Newsmax. So sometimes he's got to go track them down. But now he doesn't have to worry because everybody at Newsmax and everybody listening can get great discounts on their Eden Pure heaters of their own. $50 off the Gen 40 heater for another week. This is, uh, I think, the last week they're extending this for now. You can pick up the stylish heater with one hand and for 50 bucks cheaper off the lowest sales price that they've had on it. It looks nice on your desk and table, even a bookshelf. You can keep your thermostat at a reasonable level when you have the Gen 40 heater in the room. During the Biden administration, we all need to save money. National debt just hit uh, 34 trillion dollars highest it's ever been the gen 40 heater will do just that saving you money the gen 40 heater features dual hybrid technology which will reduce your heating bills it combines infrared heat and convective heat to warm a room other heaters only use one form of heat and aren't nearly as effective as the gen 40 heater the gen 40 fan setting will set uh, will distribute rather the heat throughout your room quickly and efficiently has no blades and is completely safe around kids and pets Save $50 this week only. Again, I'm telling you this. This is probably the last week they're extending the sale of $50 off with code HOWIE50. Go to EdenPureDeals.com and use code HOWIE50 for the Gen 40 heater. The savings is off the already low sales price. Shipping is free. I'm Taylor Cormier, and this is The Howie Car Show. The Howie Car Show. Emperor of Hate, Howie Carr, is back. Welcome back to the Howie Carr Show, 844-500-4242. After the break, we are going to speak with Adam Gallette. And if you recall, he is, well, he's responsible for the the so-called doxing truck, okay? The so-called doxing truck that was posted 
outside of Harvard and also outside of Claudine Gay's house for some time. Uh, he'll be on with us later on in, the, I believe, 4.35 or so, so we can look forward to that. He'll be uh, discussing her takedown this week and his complicity in that. Uh, he's from Accuracy in Media. He's the president of Accuracy in Media and was responsible for that doxing truck, which uh, we'll find out where it's headed next, okay? 844-500-4242. David, you're next on the Howie Car Show. Go ahead, David. Can I get the voice changer by any chance? Absolutely. The voice changer is the uh, witness protection program of the Howie Car Show. Once you, we turn it on, we will not be able to recognize your voice. Uh, so do we have the voice? Here it is. As you can see, I, you can't recognize me, so you have complete immunity, David. I'm going to talk about that list that has all the associates on it. They want you to look at that. What they don't want you to look at is all the hard drives and the discs and the videotapes that were raided on by the FBI on all the Epstein properties, including the island. That's where the proof is. Not this list that's going to have some guy in the drive through window at McDonald's supplying Epstein with Happy Meals. <laughs> if I were you... If I were you, I would work on, number one, Ron Swamy imitation, because he's on the way through here to take apart the FBI, and I think you got to keep your uh, career going you know, into the next decade. Oh, well, I'll appreciate, I appreciate that, David. I'll, I'll see about uh, maybe uh, Ramaswamy. He's, he's probably a little tougher to get down than, than Trump. He doesn't have as many defining characteristics. But, uh, I look... I don't disagree with you. There's a, probably a lot more incriminating stuff, definitely more, a lot more incriminating stuff that was found in those those vaults that uh, Jeffrey Epstein had in his home. Um, you know, the, the I think the ranking theory is that he was some sort of an operative, but for whom exactly, I don't think is, is completely defined, but he was blackmailing all of these people that he was you know, for uh, many, many years, providing services to, flying them to his island or supplying them with with young children. Uh, there's there's going to be a lot more to the story that unfolds, but I think it's it's great that we're starting to see at least some transparency, though that remains to be seen. It's uh, We're coming up five minutes before the top of the hour here, only one more hour until the... Uh, the court closes in New York, so I would imagine only one more hour and five minutes left here until we see perhaps some sort of right now incomplete list. And again, I'm checking this every few minutes, refreshing the page here on the docket. Um, but we'll we'll continue talking about uh, Claudine Gay. There's plenty of other sound from Mara Gay that we have yet to get to. We only played a little bit of it. Uh, <laughs> are complaining about. Um, this this attack, this organized effort to get Claudine Gay removed from her presidency by the sheer act of holding her to a set of standards that everybody has agreed upon. We'll be back. This is the Howie Carr Show. <laughs> 